Hello, guys. Welcome to uh, our podcast. Uh, we're starting this this attempt at this podcast. Uh, we're working on a title, but the goal of it is it's pretty simple. We just want to cut through confusion in Christianity. We want to talk about subjects and misunderstandings, and we want to do what the Bible tells us to do, and that's to to uh, tear down any lofty thought that stands itself against the Word of God using God's power, not our own, and the power of His Word. So we're, we're always going to base this off Scripture, but as far as the Scripture concerned, this is a podcast, so we, we will name the Scripture verses. But if any man, any woman ever talks, we always suggest that you go search for yourself, double-check us, double-check anybody. That's what, you know, that's what God's Word's there for, is to keep us aligned, because our flesh and our souls, we want to go off and make up our own things and get our ears tickled. And, and some of what we're going to talk about is about that. Today's topic, is, the title of it is Signs of the Times, and it's based off a verse in Matthew uh, chapter 16, verse 3, where Jesus talks about noticing the signs of the times and uh, noticing what they mean. And I'm going to read the verse, and then we're going to go back a couple verses for some context, and then we're going to discuss it. Uh, the first verse is Matthew chapter 16, verse 3, and it says, End in the morning, there will be a storm today. For the sky is red and threatening. Do you know? Do you know how to discern the appearance of the sky, but cannot discern the signs of the times? And and what we both agree, and I, I believe that that Jesus is trying to say here is in 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 layman terms or in in regular terms is, uh, you guys can see that a, there's a heavy cloud coming. You guys can see that you know there's lightning behind a cloud. You know a storm's coming but you can't look around and see what's going on in this world and understand the signs of the times. And, and the most beautiful part about this is when, when, when we believe the Lord put this on our heart, we'll find out if it blesses you. We'll find out if it blesses you, if this, if this was put on our heart, but we believe we started to talk about, well, are people going to mistake this when Jesus said, well, you're not getting a sign or are they asking for signs? But what's so perfect about the word of God and the Holy Spirit is when, when I was pulling up these verses today, the Lord kind of already covered that as he cleared that up in verse 16, one. And that's another reason dad, you can agree why it's so important that we take the Bible in context, not just within a passage, but the whole Bible in context, because it's already covered here because they're asking the Pharisees in 16, one are asking him for a sign, an actual sign and a miracle. And he clears this up by rebuking him on it. But then he says, why do you need a sign? You guys know storms are coming, but you can't see the signs of the times. And obviously at this point, he's talking about that he's the Messiah and the Pharisees are staring at him and they don't get it. And, and I just love how he does that. And it's, that's what this whole, this, this topic is about today. Are we looking for signs from God? Are we saying, God, prove yourself? Or are we just, do we just need to look around? And look at this world and look what's happening in this world and 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 discuss that because I think it's very important this day and age. But b- before I pass it over, Dad, I'm just going to read it to you where where in 16.1, he just clears that out. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came up and testing Jesus. Do we test Jesus sometimes, Dad? Do we test him sometimes? <laughs> We're like, hey, come on, come on. You do this thing. You do this thing. I'll do this thing. Testing Jesus. They asked him to show a sign from heaven. So he's asking, they are asking for a sign from Jesus. Mm -hmm. But he replied to them, when this is evening, you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, back to the verse we just went to, 
And in the morning, there will be a storm today for the sky is red and threatening. Do you know how to discern the appearance of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times? And then he, so he's telling them, look around you basically is what he's saying. And then right now he's, he's, he's saying that there will be no sign for you guys. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's 16 verse four, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and a sign will not be given except for the sign of Jonah. And he left them and went away. So the no signs and miracle things, that's a completely different discussion that we can't get on. We're talking about the fact that he pointed them to the signs of the time. Now we're going to take that teaching from Jesus. We're going to apply it to today's age. Dad, what do you think about that? Amen. That's exactly right. You 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 hit it uh, on the head there, John. Just exactly what. I mean, I think ultimately uh, the bottom line is this is a heart issue. And you kind of begin to see that from the very beginning because in that verse one, what does it say? They came up, tested Jesus. We're, in other words, the question is, do you really, really care if you even see a sign? Even if he, he showed a sign from heaven. The, the, the whole point was they were really just testing him. They were just trying to disprove him. They weren't coming to him with an open heart saying, God, you know, if, if, if it's really you, let us know so that we can follow you. No, instead, they were just testing him, trying to see. And that's why he called it an evil and an adulterous generation. Evil, think about it, an evil and adulterous generation. You, In other words, what's he saying? You really don't want to even know the truth. And then he goes into speaking about, you can discern the sky, you can see these things. Why? Because you're open to see those things. But when it comes to the things of God, you're not even open to listen to it. And that's basically why he's saying, and because of that, you're not going to get a sign. Although what we're going to see as we're talking today, John, is we're going to see that God actually does, does give us plenty of signs for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. So, so we're going to see how God actually does provide those things. If, you, if your heart is right and you really are seeking, you're going to be able to see these things. You're, you're right about the heart issue. That's it. Because if your heart is right, you're going to discern these signs of the times. You're going to look around, and we're, we're in 2023 now, okay? This is what the discussion from now on forward are. We, we're now. You're going to, if you care about what is going on with the things of God, if Jesus is your Savior, if God is real, you are going to discern and pay attention to the signs. I mean, we got we got to bring up that bring up that word manifest again, okay? Look around the world. What is showing? If I have a virus, I'm going to use this analogy again. If I have a virus inside my body, you cannot see the virus. You cannot physically see the virus. But if I start having boils pop up on my head and throwing up and fevers and all this stuff, you have now seen the manifestation of the virus. Look around the world today. And, and what is it manifesting? Is it manifesting everything's all right? I'm talking about the earth itself. I'm talking about the earth itself. I'm talking about the people. I'm talking about what's trending, the culture, everything, morality, all of it. Is it okay? Are we manifesting a virus as a good comparison? Or are we manifesting everything's good, healthy, healthy mm -hmm. earth, healthy society, healthy morality? Is that happening right now? It's, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll let you answer that yourself, but, but that's, that's my point. We've got to look around and that's what Jesus is talking about to them, uh, with their, but if you don't have an open heart, like my dad said, if you you just want to 
I don't want you to be real because I want to do what I want. So I'm looking for something negative. Like I'm, you know, I'm testing you call out, do a miracle, do a miracle. Cause I don't really want you to do that miracle because I don't want to change my life. But if you're wholeheartedly, God, what's real? I needed to go real. You're going to be looking at these things and you're going to know quick something's wrong. Yeah. And it just really shows you how loving our God is and how patient he is toward us. Because if you think about it, just think how arrogant this is. This is little man that was created from the creator of the universe. From the words of his mouth, he created everything out of nothing. He's all powerful. We, we, we only exist because of him, but we shake our fist at him and tell him, you got to prove to us who you are. You know, it's like, we're very arrogant. I mean, instead of coming to him and saying, you know, look, you know, we don't know. And we're thankful that you, that, that you were willing to at least come down here and show us, you know, so that that's the reality, you know, and that's what we're going to see, you know, and, and I just challenge everybody, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're thinking, just, just have an open heart to say, well, God, I, I'm just going to come to you humbly. I don't know. You can confess. I don't know, but let God show you because that's where the heart matter is. A lot of times the difference between seeing and not seeing is where your heart is. And I think that's what the Lord meant when he said, those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, it just has to fact, how are you coming? How are you approaching? Are you coming humbly or are you coming to try to approve an agenda? So, so I think as we see this, we're going to see uh, now because we're going to fix it to go in and show how these all relate to things that that are happening today, and how absolutely that God does show us things if our eyes are open. And that's another another good test for anybody. And right, Dad is like, so what? So now, okay, I got you guys. All right, I, my heart was in the wrong place. My heart wants to know the truth. I want to know the truth. Where, where do I start? It's always God's word. Like you can start there, God's word. That's where you can start. You can pray and get some enlightenment and ask him to guide you through it. But God has told us the signs too. Do you understand? He covers all bases for us, for those who diligently seek, they will be rewarded. That's his promise. And he's got it covered, and, and and there's tons of verses. I want to be clear, guys, and, and please look it up. That's the point of what I'm. That's the exact point I'm trying to make. Go look, go search. But uh, one that covers a good one is Second Timothy chapter three, pretty much one through set verses one through seven. That covers a lot of uh, what's going on, and he's listing some signs here. You know, he's listed through Paul. God is listing some signs that uh, that the end times will look like, or that the times will look like. We are not at any means talking about any kind of a end times plan or belief or system. None, none of that. That's not what we're getting at. Whatever your belief is, as long as you have the gospel correct, whatever your belief is, just apply that to, is this, are we getting close to that? Okay. So that's not what we're getting at here. We're just trying to say like towards the end of an age, there is, there is a description that God gave through Paul, second Timothy on some of the things that it's going to look like in the world. And we guys with open hearts, when we read this, open your heart, my, my prayer, open your heart right now and say, I don't care if I get convicted here. I don't care if this does mean I've got to change some things or ask God to help me change things. Remember, it's under his power. Help me change some things. I'm going to accept this for truth, not what I want to hear for truth. And I want you to think about what is going on in the world today. What just in general, I'm talking about at your work. I'm talking about with your planet, 
I'm talking about morality. I'm talking about what you see on TV. Just be honest with yourself and see and 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 see if if God hasn't already nailed it. And this is just one. This is one passage. It's it's all over the Bible. Old Testament, and New talks about this age that we're living in. But this is one that kind of does a pretty good job of summing it up. And we'll start at Second Timothy chapter three, uh, verse one through seven. I'm going to go ahead and read it, and then we're going to talk about it. Sound good, Deb? Sounds good. All right. All right. But realize this. But realize this: that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy. I want you to think about reality television right now. I want you to think about is what pushed on TV that we stare at and we tune in for and we schedule time in our lives to watch people do these things that I'm listing right here. Unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips. Without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, listen to this, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. We are all guilty of this. How many times have we chose our own pleasure over what God said? How, how many times do we turn on our TV news anywhere and lovers of pleasure is pushed and held over what God said. I mean, it's prevalent now. It's everywhere. It's being pushed. It's an agenda. It's a narrative. Holding to a form of godliness, okay? Holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, avoid such men as these. And that's the basic description, but I wanted to throw in six and seven too. For among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, led by various impulses. And then here we go. Always learning. Listen to this. Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. Look it up for yourself. Meditate on it, but listen to it now. Always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. How many new things, new theories. I found it. I figured it out. I found it. This is it. You got to do this. It's all about mindset. It's all about I will. It's all about this. It's all about that. You can speak into existence your what you want. You can think your way into what you want. Always learning these new trends, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth, which we know and we believe is is the word of God. Dad, I mean, do we even yeah. need to talk? <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. Like I said, if you're if you just come and just look at it, but I want you to notice what the Lord did here and, and going back to previously what we were talking about in Matthew with uh, the Pharisees. See, what happened was what they, they were coming. Remember, these are people that were supposed to know. They were supposed to be looking for the Savior to come. You see, they were looking for the time, and that's what he's trying to tell them. You think you know all these things, and you get caught up in all this, this, and that. They, they had all kinds of excuses why to try to discount that this was the Christ. So they were doing that. And that's why he used the analogy. Wait a minute. You can see that you look, look and see if you have. And he said that on an, another occasion where he said, if you can't believe me, believe because of the works you see. So basically that's the same principle. Look at what's happening before you don't get caught up. If something, if it's causing you to stumble because you're getting into these things that you think you, you got to know, or you don't understand 
Look at the signs of the time, and then the understanding will come. That's exactly what he's saying. It's like if somebody come and told you there's a box in your front yard of your house. Let's say you're inside your house and the door's shut, and someone comes and hands you a note that says there's a box in your front yard that has a million dollars in it. And you're going to sit there and you're going to argue about, well, I don't know, where did this note come from? Who wrote this note? How do I know this note is real? We're going to sit here and argue about all those things when if we really wanted to, we just open the door and we would see if there was a box out there. You see, that that's the reality here. God is saying, you don't know. And again, going back to that point of people that say, okay, well, I don't understand. I don't know if this God, I don't know if it's real. I don't know what the... God said, look at the signs of the time. That's what we're talking about here. When we see these things and you look outside around you and see these things happening, you should realize, wait a minute, maybe God's word is true. I might not understand where it came from. I might not understand all the different versions. I might not understand how it came together. I might not understand. And believe me, there's plenty of proof out there on, on the legitimacy of that. But that's not our issue here, right here. We're trying to show you that you can see that it's true without having to know all that stuff. Because if you just look at what's being spoken and you look around, you will be able to see, just like they could see, look at the clouds and say, oh, there's a storm coming. You should be able to look around and see these things happening and realize that, wait, God, maybe what you're saying is true. Maybe I need to pay more attention to your testimony to us. And so that that's what we're trying to see right here. So John, if you want to go back to the that first verse, you know, in Timothy, and we'll just go down through here. Kind of, like, uh, I, I just wanted to comment on that on that mm-hmm. subject too. Uh, we, we, I was just having this conversation with a, a young brother yesterday, and it's guys. Even if you don't believe, like my dad said, if you don't understand what's going on, Lord, help me explain this. If you don't understand what's going on with with this life or with Christianity or anything that happened, you can still just you if you want to use your logic, which it won't get. There will be a point. Logic will get you to a point, and then you will have to take a faith step. But if you want to use it for now, okay, if 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 what we're saying is true, we believe that we have an enemy that is in control of this world, and he sits a behind-the-scenes force, he's a spirit, that is, is exalting everything above what God said. He is pushing everything in opposition to God. He is creating lawlessness for all the people to, to turn against directly against anything that God said. Do you not notice there is that narrative? Whether or not you agree with the narrative or not, do you see that what we are trying to say, what we believe, actually does fit whether you believe it or not? Like you see it happening in the world. There is a narrative pushed, an anti-God narrative. Think about what the things are. Think about what things are being pushed, specific things that are always specifically opposite of what God said, and they're being pushed and if it's believed or said about believed, it's being canceled. So if we believe, if let's just say, if we had that belief that there's an enemy, an invisible force that is behind this push, does it not fit? I mean, is it not worth looking, I guess is my point. Is it not worth checking out if you don't know anything? Because you, one thing you cannot tell us, you cannot tell us that it doesn't line up. We don't have reason to believe. You can't tell us that we don't have signs of the times that we can look at. So just check it out, I guess, is my point on that. Check it out. if you. I mean, you, you can't disprove it. Continue your research unless 
you love the darkness more than the light because your deeds are evil. And that's, that's, that's the problem. That's the judgment. Exactly. You know, it's like I said, that was another thing that it said there in Matthew, that this was an evil and adulterous generation. What does that mean? Well, God, number one, defines evil. So that's kind of self-explanatory. Was it? We're seeing opposite of God. Exactly. But that's what he was saying. That's why I want to hit on the other part of what he said. He said that they were an adulterous generation. What does that mean? It means they forsake their, their original source of life. We forsook that God was our life. And this whole narrative that's around the face of the earth, really, it's not even about all the deeds are just a result. When we read all these things that, that are happening in Timothy here, this is just a result of forsaking your source of life. That's why he called us an adulterous generation, because a God who loved us, who gave himself to us, we abandoned him for other lovers, for other things. And so that's why he said we're an adulterous generation, because we don't want to even listen to the God who created us and betrothed us to him because he created us to be a certain people. That's why he created us in his image. But we have turned from that. We forsook that. And so that's what I want, want people to understand is that when he's telling us there is, like John said, there's a battle going on because there's a, there's a God of the system of this world that tries to go contrary to everything God. But the ultimate thing that he's trying to do is turn you away from the source of life, which is God, which ultimately produces all the things that we're, we see on this list. You know, and, so that's ultimately that. So that we're not getting caught up in, we're not going to go into talking about all the different deeds. And that's another whole studies in themselves. We're talking about the signs of the times now. We're trying to realize <clears throat> and let everybody see that God is telling you the writings on the wall. If you open your eyes and look, you can see these are the things that are happening. That's why my testimony, he said, my testimony is true because he's speaking and he's saying, hey, here it is. It's out there. These times are taking place. And that's what I want to emphasize in this first verse here, because it talks about and that want, in the last and, days. And one of the other and one of the other things that people say is that we've been saying that Christians have been saying this for, for years. They say, Oh yeah, the times are getting bad. Well, that's true. They've been reviewing the signs and they have. And that's that's a result of a slow introduction to get to where we are now. So I guess if you accept that fact that yes, things were starting to manifest early and people with eyes to see we're noticing and calling it out and it's got way worse i guess the question you have to ask yourself is how bad can it get okay so nothing has changed from our belief system only that it's progressed like the lord said it was he said it'd be like birth pangs which increase in frequency until it comes okay he said that and back in the day things were getting bad and it started little and that's how the enemy's done it he snuck it in little where we didn't notice we, we didn't notice we were boiling but yeah, go ahead, Dad. You're talking about uh, 2 Timothy for chapter 3, verse 1. Yeah, uh, I was just read. saying that uh, I just wanted to bring out the point about it because people can get caught up in the time. Well, well, you know how everybody's always, there's a lot of talk out there about the end times. Is this it? Is Jesus fixing to come? Is this the last days? And and here he's speaking this, and this was written thousands of years ago that uh, he's talking about this, the last days. But because, but I just want to emphasize, well, what does that mean exactly? Well, the Lord knows the last days. To him, a days it says one day is like a thousand years, a thousand years like one day. So for him, it, the time's a different, different. He doesn't see time like man sees time immediately. Because everybody say, 
Because there's another verse that talks about, you know, they'll they'll mock and say, wait a minute, you know, this has been going on for years and years and years. What are you talking about the last days? And so I just, my point being is, and this is one thing I want everybody to think about. The last days for each one of us is always today because you, you don't know. I mean, even if someone says, okay, hey, uh, if you're, if you're very healthy, you might live to be 80, maybe a hundred, maybe 120 at the most, but for you, it's the last days anyway, where you want to look at it. So I'm just saying, if you, if it takes that for you to see, Hey, this is the last days I need to pay attention, then pay attention because for each one of us, it could be the last days. If it, if it's not for the Lord's mercy and he doesn't tear to come back, what I'm saying is it's the last days anyway, you want to look at it. So it does apply to you today. Yep. Isn't it funny that the Bible already quoted what I was just talking about, that people would say, oh, you've been saying he's coming. <laughs> he, he's, I mean, this is already what's happened. And and just read mm -hmm. the verse. Well, I'll, I'll read it to you. But realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. Well, if <clears throat> if people with eyes to see back then thought they were difficult, they claimed it. But they it's on it, it's it's fair to say that they hadn't seen difficult yet. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, relative to what they've seen and what we're going through. So we're right now we're not we have not disproved anything. We've only said, how much more difficult can it be? Because mm -hmm. it's it hasn't decreased frequency. It's increased. And it's mm -hmm. and it's all towards one thing. And that's what I'm trying to get across. Opposition of God, not opposition of anything else. Just whatever God said, whatever God said or declared in his word. There is this invisible narrative that you are blind if you don't see that is saying, no, that's not true. We don't agree with that anymore. Push that away. Reject that. Cancel that. You know, and it, it's if you can't see this, I, I don't I don't know what else to say. But if you can, my point is, look, check it out. God, OK, I need to be honest in my heart. I don't want. I, I don't understand what I'm getting into by going this route with you. But I got to be honest with myself. This isn't good. And you've told us all these things are going to happen and they've happened. Yep, absolutely. And we, we just got to get out. We got to get off these narrow lenses that we see through. We only see through short things. And the reason why I bring this out is because that's the reason why it's hard for people to understand and see things, because sometimes they make their judgment on truth based on their immediate circumstances. And the reason why I say that's important is because if you're, let's say you're someone who who is living a a a blessed life in the sense that everything is together, you know they they got a, a nice job, they got a nice house, they got all everything's good, everything's at peace, their family's all doing. They look around and say, well, that's not happening. But again, it's because they got the narrow lenses. They're only seeing their own particular circumstance at that particular time. But if you take off those glasses and just look around, you see society as a whole is downgrading. All these things that is listed here in this passage is taking place at some place in some time. So just because your situation may not manifest every one of these things that we're seeing here doesn't mean it's not happening. Because remember, God is talking about overall. He's the God of the whole universe, not just your particular situation. He's the whole God of the whole universe. He's saying in general, difficult times are coming. They're going to be here. And these are the things you're going to see because of these difficult times. As we go through here, that's what he's talking about. And when you yep. see these times, know that, hey, my testimony is true. I'm telling you ahead of time, these things are going to happen. 
and 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 back to the worldview period uh we it back to the christian worldview on what we're looking at so the enemy in the beginning the very the same enemy we believe is in control of this narrative this push okay in opposition to god in in the garden in the beginning he told them you can be like god that was his temptation now let's fast forward to right now this again we believe that that same satan that same Deceiver there is the deceiver behind all of this push. And what is he pushing right now? You can create your own morality. You can decide over God what God said. You can be like God. You can decide what's good. You can decide what you are. It's your choice. It's 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 absolutely all up to you. It's the same thing. And uh, but you are in opposition to God. And it's the same lie, and it's just repeated itself. Yeah. And uh, John's heard me say that many times. There's nothing new under the sun because the heart of man remains as the Bible's testimony, desperately sick until God changes it. And so that's the reason why it manifests sometimes in different ways and different stuff, but ultimately it's the same thing. And that's what we got to realize is that there are flows and stuff like that of, of evil and, and good. Like I said, there are times when, when things are even more corrupt than other times. I mean, that's obvious because that's what happened with, you know, with God, when it came to the days of Noah, it came to a certain point where it said that the heart of man, his thoughts were continually nothing but evil. And it reached that point to where, you know, it, Hey, it's, this is, this has got to stop because it's just constantly. So, so we see that now as the time progresses, as people, you know, are not standing up and doing what they need to do and seeking after God, that this evil begins to really take hold. And we see it established more and more people becoming more boastful. We'll see that more prideful, you know, those things coming out as we go through this list real quick, we're going to see, you can see that the, 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 it's not just people sinning, but they're literally proud of their sin. You see the evil taking hold and becoming a stronghold in people. And that's what you should see. You should see, although there's always been birth pains, the intensity of those birth pains, like women who would probably understand this a lot better than men about how when they're pregnant, when, when those birth pains come about and they start off and sometimes they're just, you know, here and there, just mild. And then they get more and more and more intense before the time of delivery. And that's what the yeah. Lord likens a lot of times to sin times. That's, that's what we're seeing. It's not that some of these things haven't always happened at another time. It's just that they become more intense, more strong, more evil constantly. That's what, what's happening. And so yeah. you'll see the intensity of these things. And those are the things that we you should be able to see. So when you see these things, you look out there, look and see that you can see the intensity of these things becoming worse and worse. And yep, uh, brothers and sisters, we hope this blesses you so much. We're going to end this today. Our goal is for you to just look. And if you start to see similarities and you start to say, well, hey, whether I believe this or not, this is happening. This I am noticing this stuff. There is something wrong. Then and th we're not asking you to comment, tell us, send us money, nothing like that. We're, we're, go look for yourself. Go ask God for yourself. And, and you will be free. And that's what Jesus meant. The truth will set you free. And you understand that no matter how much trouble is in this world, Jesus has overcame. And, and we, we, he's, he's already conquered. We, we're just holding ground. So I'm going to read. We'll leave you with this. We're going to read this. And again, with open hearts, just receive it. 
and 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 listen to it and then you know walk out today and pay attention just mm -hmm. open your eyes ask god to show you and then don't be don't get fall into despair if there's a thing called conviction conviction feels like you know what there is a problem here you know what this may be right i need to <laughs> i need to find god i need to pray i need to go get god don't be scared of that that is god tugging at you you just you just turn around and say god Oh, he's so faithful and so forgiving and so patient. He's going to show you everything you need to know. He's waiting on you right now with clean clothes, ready to change you. He's waiting on you this very second. So just if, you, if you're noticing these things and it does give you a little conviction, that's good. Praise God. Turn around and let him clean you up because he'll fix you. Not only does he forgive you, he is faithful to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And righteousness is decided by God, not by man or the God of this world. All right, so the verses again are, are 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 7. We'll go through them, and then we'll see you next time. But realize this, realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of ple pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, avoid such men as these. For among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Again, that's, that's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Uh, the verses we refer to uh, with Jesus and Matthew was Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 4. Guys, pay attention to the signs of the times. Uh, they're there. You don't need miracles. You don't need sign miracles. And I'm not at all implying that God can't do him. God can do whatever he wants. He's powerful. He rose Jesus from the dead. He can do whatever he wants. What I'm saying is you don't need him. You've got signs of the times. God bless you. We love you. Amen. Peace be with you. I don't know where my record screen went. <laughs> oh, it's behind the thing. Okay. <laughs>